everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Iconist Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and keep supplying uh, your, your feedback to the show. Keep thank you for tuning in and just being a part of the show because without you, they couldn't be us like how there isn't comic books. They couldn't be the show. So it's a lot of moving pieces and we're glad you're one of them. Thank you. I just wanted mm-hmm. to say that. Ah. Like usual, you know who I am. I'm Barry3D, and you want to find out where I'm going to be? Check out the links down below and more on Barry3D.com. Simple mm. as that. Now, always, as any good show, you know, people can do it solo, but I refuse to do that. While well, I have the man, the myth, the legend, the DJ who's nonstop rocking Twitch back and forth and playing live wherever you may be, be it Toronto to Montreal and all the way back in BIM. You don't know what I mean by BIM, I mean Barbados for the rest of you, okay? All right, and for the Beijing community, BIM! BIM! My cousin, my best friend, my co-host, the one and only... DJ Rod C. Yes, yes, play back in the rock, on the rock, from the BIM, let's go, let's go, let's go! What? Mm. Yes, sir, Bob. And quick shout-outs to a couple of our friends. So, one, quick shout-out to the comic book stores. Without the comic book stores, you wouldn't have this show. Wouldn't, you wouldn't be fans of the show or listening or want to be a part of it. So, support your comic books. And if you got to support them, out in Kitchener is WoW Comics with my boy West. And out in Montreal, it's Check Swings my boy Trevor. Tell them that we said hello. Be polite. Pass it on. Now. No, and, you know, if you want to find out what else is going on, you know, be it online or be it live. We've got the comedy troupe I'm a part of, and I'm glad to be a part of this comedy troupe. Been for a couple of years. A touch of gray matter comedy with myself, Barry 3D, Zolf Ali, and Dave Sokolowski. Click the links. Check us out. We've got a whole bunch of videos on YouTube. We're in season three of that show, and we're performing live. So can I look for it all over the place? And last but not least, the one who makes this show look so pretty, the one who makes that show look so pretty, the one who keeps it going all the time. And if you call out his name that you said you heard him on a, the Iconist podcast, he'll give you a discount. But of course, you got to know who I'm talking about. Rod, hit him with the name. J Bird Digital Art. Art, 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 art. J Bird Digital Art. So once again, you tell Jason Reese that you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, he will hook you up with a discount. And if you're not sure of the work he does, look at some of our past episodes. Look at the hoodie that he's done for me. Look at the templates and all that other stuff he's done. So, Jay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're not sure, we had Jay on one time. We were talking wrestling. And it was, uh, you know, us two along with Jay and Dave Sokolowski. Got to do yeah. it again. Uh, have him back. We all got to talk some AEW stuff because that's where I'm all about, man. MJF. Woo! All right, then. Mm. Brings us to today's topic. Mm. We wanted to go back, and we we did a lot of DC, but now we're back to Marvel, and we go back and forth, and we did even some image. Hope you liked it, and some live, you know, some cartoon stuff, and uh, and some live action stuff. So here we go. We're we're getting back to DC, and a lot of the heroes seem to be coming out of Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen area, the Bronx, the Boogie Down Bronx. What? Mm. Oh my God! The bridge is over. The bridge is over. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> If you don't know that song, you got to tune into Twitch on Wednesdays and listen to my man, Rod C. All right, I'm sorry. I'm going. I'm just running my mouth. Rod! Yo! Where can they find you? Listen, you can find me on the World Wide Web, as I always say. You can find me on Instagram and Mr. Rod C. But as Barry was saying, you can find me on Twitch at DJ Rod C. Listen, I play all the vibes, all, you know, great, great times. Listen, I just finished coming off a birthday raid right now. Just play some, some old school art 90s r&b some reggaeton some afro beats some reggae i was just giving it giving this birth the birthday girl 
everything. I made sure she was well fed in music. You can be fed well as well. Come check me out. Eat the soul. Eat the soul. Eat the soul. Nice. My precious. <laughs> My precious. And that's what we're talking about. Now, see, I mentioned Boogie Down Bronx. Rod mm-hmm. mentioned reggaeton. And this leads mm-hmm. right into our topic today. Today, so, the, on the Iconis podcast, the icon is the White Tiger. White Tiger. Right. Now, I don't mean Bengal Tiger. That's a different character altogether or a different animal. We talk that's about true. the White Tiger. Now, the White Tiger was a Marvel superhero that was made way back in December of 1975, and his first appearance was in a magazine. Now, it was not even a comic book. It was it was a magazine called The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Kung Fu. What? Now, that magazine ran for 33 issues, and the claim to fame with that magazine was, one, it was a bigger format. It was a magazine format instead of a comic book. Right. It had interviews with real martial artists at the time. And, I mean, they're still around now. So it had interviews with Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. It talked about fighting techniques, different fighting styles, weapons that were used in the different forms of martial arts. So it was really informative with articles and all that. But they always had two comic book formats because this company was a sister company of Marvel Comics. So that's how they got in there. And they had two stories. So the first group of stories was always dealing with Iron Fist. What's that? <laughs> Eddie Rand. And then the second one was followed by Sons of the Tiger. Three martial artists. Now, these three martial artists turned around and each of them were unique. So I had a black guy, a Chinese guy, and a, uh, a black guy, a Chinese guy, and a white guy. And each of them had these magic medallions. So one of them had the head of a tiger that was, in, you know, like a jade, Ellen Jade. So one had the head of the tiger on a chain. And then the other two each had a paw of the tiger. So the set was separated, but it gave them like strength, speed, it enhanced their skills. And it, they brought them together, Sons of the Dragon, to sorry, Sons of the Tiger. And that's how they had their run in there. And so they, they were kind of in the Bronx. You know, one was an actor, one was a pure martial artist. The other one, um, I can't remember what his background was. And, we'll, and I'll do some research and get into that. But that's who it was, right? And they ran around. You know, got into some adventures, and they ended up with a, with a vicious, like, you know when you hear a group breaks up? <laughs> yeah. You, you thought Bobby Brown and New Edition was rough when they had to split. No. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. You thought it was vicious when Ike and Tina had their split. Mm-mm, mm-mm. When Sons of the Tiger broke up, that last issue, issue 19, was, and it was the second story in there, so you got you to gotta kind of get to the second half of that story with them. It was a full out three-man brawl martial arts style and it broke up because of jealousy and maybe some underlying um hatred it was like a love triangle going on uh some slurs were put out at the time and i was like you know and when it came down to it uh you know abe brown who was the black guy he turned around and says i'm not getting into this you punch me once and he's walking away and then you know the white guy and the asian guy just went at it Robert Dame, uh, Robert Robert Diamond, was right. a Caucasian uh, Hollywood actor. Yes, and Lin Sung, well, we will get sorry, we'll get into yes, yes. So the, the the one right, yeah, we'll get more into detail with their adventures. But those two got into a fight that took pages and pages. Now this whole magazine was done in black and white when it came to the comics. But if you want to get some good classic Iron Fist stories, that's the magazine to read. And the same thing with Sons of the Tiger. 
So why are we starting off with Sons of the Tiger? And we're going to go back to them. That fight broke out, and they called on their powers, and they just beat the crap out of each other. And then they realized at one point, it seemed like the, that Amula was almost um, augmenting their mood, their powers, mm-hmm. and, and they finally just kind of broke away from it. So... You know, when Abe walked away, he took off the necklace, he threw it down. He threw down his little paw, walked away. The other two got into a vicious fight. I mean, a vicious fight on top of the building in the Bronx, uh, their dojo. And it was, boom, it was bloody. And, you know, when they finally knocked themselves back to their senses, they said, okay, we took the chains off and threw them down. And then uh, Lin, he took up the chains and he put all three pieces of the, of the tiger chain together. So it was right. one chain with all three totems. There we go. And he threw it out the window. It was raining. Mm-hmm. They walk away. They kind of laughed it off and said, hey, man, sorry about that. I don't know what came over me. Mm-hmm. And then we bring in our homeboy. And, and so this is back in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 19. So if you read the story, it's going to say, you know, Iron Fist followed by, uh, you know, uh, Sons of the Tiger. tiger. Mm-hmm. But then the other story underneath that is White Tiger. So he shows up, and even though he's in the magazine for the next couple of issues after that, it never really gives – it doesn't say Iron Fist and White Tiger. It always says Sons of the Tiger, even though they've now taken a back seat to it. Right. So during this time this happened, the necklace goes out, falls in the alley. They're walking one way from the top of a building, and Hector's walking between the two buildings in the alley. It's raining, and he sees – you know, it stopped raining at this point. He sees this nice necklace on the ground. He goes, oh, who threw this away? So let's introduce – Hector Ilea, right? And forgive my pronunciation for pronouncing it wrong. So it's Hector Ilea, and uh, we find out he's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rico. Hey, oh, Puerto Rico. Oh, brings me back, you know, big pun, right? Nice. <laughs> Don't want to be a player no more. Okay, all right, we're good. Uh, you know, <laughs> fat Joe and, and big pun. Puerto Rico. Oh. So, thank you. Hector walks by, sees the chain, says, hey, this is kind of nice. Who's throwing this away? It's jade. It's shiny. It's on the night. So he goes and he puts the chain on saying, well, uh, and he's like, a, he's a good looking guy. And says, okay, fine. He's just going to put it on. Doesn't know right. who can throw it out that way. Or so he goes, someone lost it. Finders keepers. Mm-hmm. And when he puts it on, there's a blinding flash of light. Shout out to my man, Dave Roden, when we used to play Dungeons and Dragons and we used to get too carried away and we wouldn't be listening to the DM. He's like, there's a fly, oh. blinding flash of light. And that's how we knew he was teleporting in a very tough monster to shut us up. <laughs> yeah. Still traumatized up yeah. to today. So uh, here we go. So the blinding flash of light. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the, the emergence of the white tiger. Because no one ever put the, the all three amulets, all three totems together on the same chain. Mm-hmm. So he's in a skin tight outfit, white with white gloves on. He's got like almost like Chinese sandals, but then it's got like the, the crisscross Athena, you know, Athens like straps that go across up to the calves and all that. Right. And and all of a sudden he's like, oh man, I I feel like I got more power and I, I feel stronger, you know. And when he's trying to figure out what's going on with him with his change, he hears a scream in the background and he just takes off running. Just takes off running. You just got to react to it. So this this is the first emergence about it. Now, mm. what is really cool is the people that created this character. One is by Marvel, regardless. Two, it the artist is, is George Perez. So if you want to get some early George Perez art style, mm. pre-Teen Titans, pre 
way, way back. Avengers, all way back. Like we're talking right. 1975. George, thank you for all the stuff you've given us to still talk about now, even though you've passed on to a different plane. Amazing. George Perez. Okay. Love his art style. Then the other one who was the writer was uh, Bill Matlow. Now, if anyone knows, you've heard me make comments over the years, and I still haven't got to it yet, but I will. Bill Matlow was responsible, uh, one person responsible for the Micronauts back in the day, the original run. <laughs> so these guys come together, make this character, and this is where White Tiger shows up. Now, he stole, you know, and, and this is, we're talking about Hector. We know he's, White Tiger's shown up many times after this. But we're dealing with the first emergence of him. And Hector gets there, hears someone screaming, runs over. It's in the train yard. And what's happening in the train yard is a bunch of kids. So this happens now. That's in the first issue in issue 19. It, beginning of issue 20 is where he hears a scream. He's still White Tiger, takes off, runs. These, these gangsters are tagging trains. And if anyone doesn't mean understand what I mean by tagging trains, they're taking their logo for their group street gang. And they're spray painting them on the trains. If you don't know, watch Beat Street. So white, so clean. Romero, Ramon. <laughs> yes, there you go. They're doing that. A night watchman sees them and tries to stop them. One of them drops them with a kick. <laughs> of course, it's a deadly hands of kung fu, so it's a karate kick. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, then they're going and they're still tagging. Then the guard starts to wake up. They're like, oh no. And they have this young member with them. Like, he's, he's just barely a teenager. And they're like, yo, if you want to be part of our gang, you got to turn around and take care of this guy. And they hand him a gun. And he's ready to shoot the, the guard in the head. Right. And then White Tiger shows up on the scene. They're like, who is you? And he's like, can't do that. And he I've got to stop you. And of course, now it's another martial arts fight because it's in a martial arts magazine. <laughs> Gets down to the last leader. The leader's like, yo, I just came back. You know, your kung fu is good, man. But I just came back from Vietnam and I'm, I'm a black belt in karate. And he takes off his jacket, and the two of them start to go at it. White Tiger dismisses him. Then that boy turns around with a gun, and he says, hey, man, I got to do this. I, 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 And White Tiger's like, look, put the gun down. You're young. You don't want to go down this road. And he's like, yo, man, you don't understand. This gang runs the block. If I don't do this to be part of the gang, they will keep terrorizing my mom. Right. Right, like straight out bully situation, and he's not doing it for him. He he's doing it just to survive. It's either you're against them and good luck, or yep. you're with them. You're with them, and or you're against them. Yep. Great right. pressure at, at at its finest, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I like how they kind of put that in there, but it was it was realism to, to the point. Mm-hmm. And then the guard wakes up, and and you know, white tiger, white he, the kid's standing there, and he's got the gun pointed at White Tiger, and he pulls the trigger. Now, the only thing that saved White Tiger was his new reflexes, like Hector's new reflexes. He moves out the way, the bullet hits him in the shoulder, and he goes, man, if I didn't have the reflexes, he goes, kid, you're a good shot. That would have been right in my head, so to speak. You would have got, or got me right in the heart, in the heart. And he moved out the way, like, barely. The guard finally comes to, whaps, hits the kid across the back of the head with his billy club. Now, here are some things that don't make sense, but I'll get to that. White Tiger goes in, sees the kid on the ground, looks at the guard. He's like, hey, man, what'd you do that for? I was trying to talk him out of putting down the gun. There was no need to hit him. Right. And the night watchman was like, look, you saved my life. I was just trying to return the favor. You know, maybe I hit the kid a little too hard. He goes, you think? The kid is dead. 
White Tiger's holding him, blood on his hands. He's like, the kid is dead. And the uh, guard had like a very dismissive attitude about it, kind of, oh, well, you know? And White Tiger freaked out, and he just turned around and balled up his fist, and whoops! One punch knocked down the Night Watchman, just out of pure anger of the situation. No one, he didn't want no one to die. But here's Sirens in the background. He takes off. Mm-hmm. Right? Takes off running, doesn't stay around for anything. The cops show up. Next time we catch up with Hector, Hector's throwing his white tiger costume and gets into his house. And oh. then he changes back to Hector. Hector. Now, during this point, he's got a bullet, you know, Gray's bullet wound off the shoulder. Uh, one of the guys was able to tag him or hit him with a, a knife. So he got a scratch across his chest. He turns back into his normal self. He doesn't remember anything, but he's sick. He's throwing up. He's got mm. the shakes. He's got the sweats. Doesn't remember what happened. Got the sweats. Right. Cops show up at his door the next day. They're like, hey. So he lives with his mother and his sister at this point. The father's not around. You know, in the Bronx, cops show up at the front door, knock, and they're like, hey, what's going on? Like, hey, well, we're here looking for a gangster. It's like, oh, you're looking for this guy on this floor? No, 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 no. We're looking for Hector. It's like, why are you looking for Hector for? And Hector's there. It's like, okay, what's up? Right? And he goes, well, we just got some questions to ask you because a kid was killed. A police officer, a night watchman was hit. And when we investigated, we found your fingerprints on the scene of the crime. Now, I, this is where I went, wait, what, what? I, I was fine with a whole lot of it. And I know they had to intertwine it somewhere. Well, but okay. how can he leave fingerprints of the man wearing gloves? Again, you, you got you got to tie him in somehow to to carry out the story. You know, they expected no one to, to be as as fine-tuned as we are to realize he has gloves. Gloves don't fit. You want to quit. You know, that kind of thing. Right? Okay, maybe not I mean, if OJ out. can get off, I mean, okay, but... <laughs> no, but no, no, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Like it, If it's drawn out that way, again, sometimes we have to take some storyline with a grain of salt because it's like the obvious, like, wasn't he not in full costume? Wasn't he, wasn't he out in full uniform? Um, um, just, just saying, I swear I saw him in full, full coverage, full coverage, the high elite prints, but I digress. I digress. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That's the only thing that got me like off on the story is like, how can you leave fingerprints if you wore gloves and the gloves were magical because they're all part of the suit? Right. Okay. So, you know, and, and so pretty much what this tells me is he blacks out. He doesn't remember when the power comes and the suit takes over. Maybe the magic was too much strong for him, but it almost gave him a, a dependence on right. it. Like even his sister noticed like, Hey, why are you shaking? Why are you stressing? Um, you know, so forth and all that stuff. Right. So, you know, and he hides it up. And then at one point, you know, he's in an apartment and he just like tosses one cop off, take, takes off from another one, takes off running, gone. Uh, and, and the cops are looking for him. So that's his, his introduction into the Marvel Universe. Oops. Oops. Now, I said, I like one that, okay, White Tiger, I get it. That, that's who he is. Two, he's uh, Puerto Rican. So we got someone, you know, of uh, uh, a little bit of flavor into him. I like that background, and that's something that really can be explored, especially more so in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I, I like the whole pa- part where they made a kind of dependency, so something is going wrong with him. And, you know, long story short, he has his adventures where he's trying to clear his name. So at first, the cops are looking for him. 
And then the things happen at key points. So he doesn't remember who he is. Like he yeah. doesn't remember being White Tiger. He just knows he blacks out at one point. Yeah. Then he sees that the police. So he's White Tiger during another adventure, and he's fighting the Prowler because the Prowler's trying to turn good, a Spider-Man villain, and he's trying to do good. He fights the Prowler because the Prowler thinks that, oh, I know this kid because I was a big brother to this kid at one point, part of the mm-hmm. Big Brother program. Right. So I want to go and bring this guy in. Right. Then the police are like, oh, no, he's innocent. He is? Now, they don't really explain how he's innocent. They just say he's innocent, and it's in the paper. So you see, like, you know, cameos from other people. So you've got the Prowler that's in there. You see right. J. Jonah Jameson that's in there. Uh, another guy turns around and gets pictures of him. And he's like, how'd you get pictures of him? And by the way, where's Peter Parker? Get Parker on the line. I want Parker. If he gets pictures of Spider-Man, I want him to get pictures of White Tiger. Name drop. So name this drop. the whole... Yeah, right? There's a lot of name drops going on with this series. But they never said how he's innocent. So what happens mm-hmm. is White Tiger, and I'm saying this specifically, sees the newspaper saying, oh, White Tiger is now found innocent, not being seat, uh, searched anymore by the police. Great. Then he turns back into Hector. But he as White Tiger, he doesn't Hector doesn't remember that he read the paper. So Hector thinks he's still being hunted. Right. Right. That, that, it, <laughs> there, there there's this again, it's it's you know what when I when I saw all that it, it made me think of huh. Moon Knight. It made me think of Moon Knight in the sense where at least, or in the beginning of Moon Knight, when you watch the series, yes, you know, um, Stephen didn't know what Michael was doing and anything along that line. So you just at the beginning, like blacking out, waking up here, what happened? Why my hands full of blood? But then eventually, he got to understanding he can talk to his inner self and all you know to his other his yes. other consciousness stuff along that line. But initially, when I read all this, I just thinking, hmm. That sounds familiar. Moon Knight. Just sound that's all Moon Knight. I'm just saying. You'll say it sounds like Moon Knight. It's all good. Actually, right? You know, and he's gone through, and so, so there's a lot of people that he crisscrosses with in the Marvel universe, right? Being mm-hmm. through the, um, you know, and and all this. Most of the book is still called Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, right? And it's yep. still under, um, you know, Sons of the Tiger. It's only uh, a couple of issues after that you actually see it, White Tiger, like he finally gets top billing. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, Sons of the mm-hmm. Tiger are still there, but they're pushed more in the background as a subplot. And and they're not even intertwined with what's going on with him majority of the time. Right. You know, they're just there to wrap up their storyline or just show people there's a transition to all within that same universe, I imagine. So, you know, I know Sons of the Tiger keep mentioning Daughters of the Dragon, right, which was brought up. So all this could be, you know, and the magazine, because it was a martial arts magazine, really was smart marketing how they put these characters together. But they made this character a tragic character, though. I mean, people think Bruce Banner's a tragic character. <laughs> you, got, you got some stuff you got to work through. Hector, we got some stuff you got to work through. It's okay. We'll be all well, right. Every time he's not White Tiger, he's always, or, or he changes back. He, he's, he's got the shakes. He's throwing up. He finally remembers. And he's able to understand and remember his adventures. And then he has the flashbacks. And then also he gets the memories of the sons of the tiger. He goes, I don't even know who these guys are, but now mm-hmm. I have their, like, I see their faces like I'm dreaming, even though I'm not asleep and I'm getting like things that they've done that, but I'm not even asleep. So clearly that amulet remembers what each person did, how they felt maybe, and maybe their fighting styles too. And that's how I'm taking it. And now with it all combined, it's a lot to take in and maybe his body's having a hard time uh, assimilating all that. Adapting it. Yeah. Adapting, right. Adapting right. It. Just overwhelmed by all the different 
the different basically as you look at it it's a three-part it's a three-part individuals you know yes. consciousness and style all now being inversion to one so yeah it definitely that could be part of the the physical reasoning why he keeps getting the shakes he's yes. getting throwing up and stuff like that because his yeah. body is now trying to assimilate and try to absorb in three separate powers under one host so right. it's taking it's taking a heavy toll on hector to just get his body assimilated getting accustomed to having that type of transition and transforming from hector to white tiger and white tiger back to hector you know, you know exactly and when i say he's got a tragic thing let's just get right to it i mean he went from blacking out being this character he for years he became a crime fighter he's teamed up with multiple people in the marvel universe and crisscrossed in their books which was a lot of fun and you see him drawn by different artists that i like you know i believe maybe you know yes he, he's, he's teamed up with daredevil he's teamed up with spider-man right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay perfect then he deemed, uh, he had one villain called uh, Lightmaster, and you know, and that was a big fight in itself. Now, during the time he was the White Tiger, like Hector was the White Tiger, at one point he, you know, uh, he he he, how can I put it? He was his identity got exposed. Mm. You know, he was getting ready to retire, and then his identity was exposed to the public, so everyone knew he was White Tiger. He was looking to do get a better life, and he's like, "Okay, I retired. I'm not going to be White Tiger no more." He had to go through a whole court case. Matt Murdock was his lawyer, and he was getting railroaded, saying, "Oh, he's guilty. He's guilty. He's guilty." You know, he did time in jail, and just when he was coming out, something happened, and events happened, and he's had to do something. You know, and I don't want to give away the ending. It's just you got to go and read it. Bottom line, to catch all the details, he comes out. He, and he gets killed, like at the end. Like he, find, you know, he he's always been innocent, but he ends up getting killed. And when he gets killed, he gets proven after posthumous. He gets proven after the fact that he was innocent. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, let's see son. here. Uh, come on, son. Come on, son, man. And you know that hits right. But let's be real. Being a Puerto Rican black person of color mm. in certain cities. <laughs> Yeah, you know you're guilty first, and you have to prove yourself innocent, even though the law says otherwise. So that hits a little bit close to home. Like in this day and age, you got to take that story. There's not much you need to do to put it in a modern context. The only reason I was sad about it is because Hector dies. Right. Like he's got, uh, uh, he's he's done what he had to do. He's working a regular job. He's got himself a girlfriend. He's moving away from New York when mm-hmm, all this mm-hmm. happened. And then he gets pulled back in almost like the mafia. Yes. Right. Right. Ouch. You know, so that's what it was. He was wrongly accused of murder. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and Matt tried to, you know, try to stop it. And, and, and nope, 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 nope. So it was a little bit little too little too late. Like Matt Murdock did his thing. And he would. Now, after that, those medallions are still around. They've passed down to many people. Mm-hmm. But I still think with what they were trying to do, yeah. I think it could have been right now if it came back, one, it could be executed a lot better. Yeah. Right? Stole to bring in the police because he had a good supporting cast. Like his mom, his sister, great supporting cast. The cop yeah. that was in there trying to chase him down, okay, I can understand, you know, instead of McGee being a reporter, it was 
this police officer yeah. that was trying to chase oh, you're, him down. You're, exactly. You're, you see, you see the similarities right there. About to go there, but all right. No, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're saying you're instead of McGee, but you know, you're just basically McGee, you know, or even um, uh, the reporter for um, Hulk from the TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hulk. Yeah. So, so, so the same kind of concept, you know, he's constantly chasing him down, but at least you know that's one, that's one advert who is going to be constant, that he knows that he has to be playing two steps ahead. Because right. if he slacks, someone's going to pick up on him and find out who he is and, you know, try to cause more strife in his life. So, no, no, Absolutely. no, no, that's good and good. Yeah. So, this is what got me. So, there's a lot of moving pieces in here. So, I mean, on top mm-hmm. of it, you he's within the Marvel Universe. Daredevil's there. So, I know from what they did on Netflix last time, everyone loved the Daredevil series. Like, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. I love the Daredevil live-action Charlie Cox on, on Netflix. I think it was really well done. Looking to see what they're going to do with Charlie um, Daredevil Reborn. I'm happy that they're bringing back the original actor, Charlie Cox, to kind of take that role again. Right, right. You know, when they did Punisher, like that one a lot. When they did Iron Fist, love Iron Fist. Wasn't a fan of the actor. The actor had the look, but he didn't want to learn martial arts. And yeah, you're supposed to be the martial artist. Yeah, you don't want to learn martial arts? Come on, son. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, that particular, the live action one, the rendition was a little bit, uh, could have definitely do some more work. Could have been definitely more, use some more work to, to get up to par. Um, uh, yeah. it, it, it was, it was a, it was kind of like, I'll be honest, it was a little painful to watch. It was a little painful to watch. Um, I was trying to give it, you know, the, you know, the grace, be like, okay, this, this episode is, uh, mm-hmm. this episode, uh, but, but I will say with you, um, even if I just segue in this part right now, I- I'm just saying that Marvel has all their their um, their action figures in in a sense of godlike. So we're talking Thor, we're talking Loki, we're talking yeah. from that type of endeavor. We are talking about super soldiers. We're talking about you know. Uh, billionaire inventors and stuff like right. that. So you know where we're going with the Tonys and yeah. and, and um, Steve and everything like that. Segueing, we're segueing and segueing. So now the introduction of bringing in Charlie Cox, bringing Matt Murdock in, bringing in Moon Knight. Now we're going to individuals who either have some type of super enhanced type of abilities. So we're close to the spectrum of Captain America. Minus the super soldier serum, we have some kind of mystic elements, the moon knight, to give them close into that range or similar or on par with the yes. range of, of Captain America. Now we're going to yes. go more human, just natural abilities and everything along the line. At the, not say the lower, but at the other spectrum is, the, is Daredevil. Now we bring in uh, White Tiger. White Tiger is in between because he has, he's going to be definitely more physical. But you know that he has some enhancement because of the uh, the amulets. Yeah. So now he's going to be on the side towards Moon Knight. Maybe not as high as Moon Knight, but he's going to be in there. So it's great now that we have characters that are coming in who are going to be that. I don't want to say real realistic type of. Let's say more humanoid, down to earth. more down to earth type more tangible, of tangible what right? So so even in Avengers, the more tangible ones we have was Hawkeye. And and uh, and Natasha, yes, Black, Black Widow, Widow right. Black Widow. Now, you can clearly say, although Black Widow is a, a 
train assassin and, and all and all that line to me daredevil would pass her in that rank yeah yeah well he and has an yes he has his hands radar sense, yes. he has his radar sense and everything like that but at least he has the way of watching people's even better watching their their body movements and how to reflect and you know how to counter and everything along that line and he was trained as a ninja unbeknownst and, even to him facts facts by sticking everything along that line right so I will say kind of all that to entail to say introducing White Tiger into the Marvel Cinematic Universe is actually a good, it's a good opportunity. They have it now, like they they haven't, again, until that time, until basically this this year of 2022, Moon Knight, now re-adding Daredevil in more properly into the Marvel Universe. Right. We didn't have anything that realm yes we had the hawkeye we had the black widow but that was basically it as human you know non um, inaugurated type of individuals right now we can just say okay moon knight ooh, nice touch daredevil ooh, night touch now we can put in white tiger to me it was a beautiful it's a beautiful segue if marvel decides to go into that realm uh hopefully someone gets a chance to see this and send this off for them listen we're just saying that you have an opportunity to bring in another culture, another culture into the realm. We're bringing a Hispanic, yes. Hispanic uh, character and bring him to the forefront. You have uh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi, yes. Shang Chi, Shang Chi. So, so we we we're bringing from that aspect. Um, yes, we we can go that route. So. This is a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity to bring this character in, and I'm I'm sure by the time we get to the end of our episode, you'll see who we cast. But this will be a, a good way to. The door is open. The door is there. The door yes. is there right now. The door is there. Like wide open. The, the the conversation would definitely have been great to have this conversation a year or two years ago type of scenario. I'm kind of hoping that they're going to open the door. The door is there. If if you don't want to say. An Hispanic door is there. Okay, let me maybe there's no Hispanic door there, but there's other culture doors there right there. So you can't tell me you couldn't walk down two steps more, four four feet to the left, and you're not going to find a Hispanic door that you can actually walk into. The door is right there. The door yeah. has to be on that wall. The door is on that wall. The door is okay, okay. So right now, here it is. So and here I'm gonna we go fan cast that right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off here with my whole little theory, right? Okay. So first, you're right. The door is open. The door is there. We're ready to go. And I'll show you how close we are to this door. Mm-hmm. So we have the hand that's been introduced into Iron Fist, Daredevil, right? Right. Perfect. Perfect. We had Shang-Chi, the movie, right? Master mm-hmm. Kung Fu. Okay. So we, okay. We know he's a movie person, right? So let's go back to the basics of it. Let's get back to me. This is how I see it. I want to see a Disney Plus series, not a movie. This one will be a Disney Plus series for me. Yeah. I don't want the character to die. At the very end, I, that, 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 you know, find something else, but don't kill him off. That's my only ask about this. I would bring in the the character and bring in White Tiger, and kind of deal more with a martial arts action show because the character's mm-hmm. already there. So bring in you have to bring in the Sons of the Tiger, but let them have that falling out. Maybe do a little flashback or something like that with the how the amulets. You know, Hector finds the amulets. That's for sure. I, within the series, I would like to see. Um, Daughters of the Dragon, mm-hmm. you know, so that's uh, Misty Knight and uh, Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. I want to see them in there because to me, they were the saving grace in Iron Fist. 
And the whole time in Iron, I was watching Iron Fist, like, come on, give her the middle arm. So bring back Miss. I think they should have their own series, and we got to talk about them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So bring in this Tiger, you know, Sons of the Tiger. Bring in Daughters of the Dragon. Let them do their cameos. You can bring in Charlie Cox even as a lawyer. Don't even have to put him as Daredevil. But, of course, we want to see him as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Have Hector in there as a main focus. I want this as a Disney Plus series. Give me, like, six, seven episodes, you know, anywhere, six to eight episodes for yeah, season one for kind season. of thing. Yep. And still go through with him being, you know, the blacking out, trying to find out more about the medallion, him, you know, fighting off the crime, you know, his identity getting released to the public, having to help and save his family. But, but I said, don't kill him. I, that's the only thing I want to see. I don't kill him. I think he, they got rid of this character, this too, particular too one too soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So that's everything that I have to say there about that. Now, if I got to turn around and pick out a guy, then I'm going to tell you who I'm going to pick. First of all, he has to be Puerto Rican. Hey, Puerto it. Rican. Hey, you got to respect the culture. Got to respect the culture. Got to respect the culture. Right. Okay. Because there's no why. If you and on top of it, he's person's got to be open to or into martial arts. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because he's a martial artist. No matter what. Right. At the time, that's the seventies. Everyone went to a martial arts class, and then okay. It pumped it up. Okay, fine. That's, it's got to be because I need that level of action and fight fight scenes to represent a martial arts movie. Like you know, what I mean, put it like the old west. Give it kind of old west feel with the showdowns and and stuff like that. Like one martial artist on one side, the other one on the other side. Like those old Shaolin movies where they're fighting a master and really make it you know elaborate, intricate. This is what you need. So you need someone with some skill, not someone that's going to say he's going to learn it. Mm-hmm. So the guy I'm going with. His name is Jose Manuel. Now, Jose Manuel, he's a martial artist. He is Puerto Rican. And you can find his clips on YouTube. And he's done some movies and acting um, along the way, too. So he's coming out with a movie, I think, soon. It's not out yet. But if you do a search on YouTube and you do test fight sequence, Jose Manuel versus uh, uh, Kawa Joa. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, he 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 he's an actor. He's Puerto Rican, and he's a martial artist. You're, he looks a little bit slimmer, but this is the guy who I'd go with. Now, I don't need a big bulking guy. I just need someone that represents the culture and <laughs> looks good on screen, and and can do it. So. Okay. uh this is who I'm going with. And I know if you look up Jose Manuel, you're going to see a bunch of different guys show up. So you really got to narrow it down. But I know he, he's there. Um, and and he's, he's as I said, can't go wrong. This is who I'm going with. Uh, I know he's got a movie coming out where he's just going to be uh, um, like the lead on that movie. So as I said, uh, Jose Manuel, that, that's who I'm going with. I will put up a picture. Clearly, you're seeing a picture now of who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But if you do that and search for him, you know, right, he's like a rising action star, Jose Manuel, the man from Catamunda, you know. Uh, so this this is this is where you got to go. So clearly, that's White Tiger to going? me. Okay. This is White Tiger to me. He's got culture, skill, good-looking guy. He would look good as a White Tiger in the in the costume. In and out the costume. He can do it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I, I gotta, I, I'm like, I'm looking to see if I can find, I see a quick video. So I didn't get a chance to pull to watch the video to see who it is. Right. So, um, but you know what, you, you brought up some good points and stuff like that, you know, at least having, um, not only, you know, the nationality, but having the ability to, to be a martial artist, you know, who can handle himself in front of the camera along that line. So that's good. So here's my pick. So I, I went with someone again, I, you know, again, I, I want to respect the culture and make sure we have someone who is representing properly, you know, who can, you know, not even say, I don't want no one to, excuse me, don't fake, don't fake the funk. Don't try to, you know, try, don't try to be, you know, from Venezuela. If you don't have the dialect, don't try to be, you're from, you know, somewhere culturally and you can't, you can't have the proper dialect. No, no, no. Right, 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 right. Properly speaking every night. So who I pick is Welmer, Welmer Val, Valderrama. Oh, Fez from, from the 70s show. Fez from the 70s show, a.k.a. Well, so see, see, this is the beautiful thing. I was going to reverse back it, but we'll go with Fez. So we'll start with Fez from the 70s show. Mm-hmm. As of late, Fez is on, uh, he plays Nick Torres on NCIS. NCIS. Yes, Sorry. yes. So he's there. So he has, he has the range of having the comedy type of scenario. Now, right now we do say that Hector does, he doesn't portray anything um, comical type of scenario. Hopefully we maybe you can, you know, write it in and just give a little couple of one-liners or so. Just some to, levity, right. Some levity, some levity. But on the flip side for NCIS, now he got to be physical to be running around and handling that. He got to be able to keep up, um, you know, and, and be able to, to, to handle that type of action, movement, running around and everything like that. So he has yeah. the physique, he has the, the build, he has the acting chops to have that range. So now I'm going through what he has, and I don't really say anything that has that hard focus. Right. But it's, I'm believing because he has a range of being Fez to here, I'm sure he can pull and, and you know, he has a range going one on one side of the spectrum. Yeah. You can't tell me he he won't be able to pull on the other side of the spectrum and be able I to I believe just, he would. And, I hear you because he also did another TV show. So you remember the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Yes, like I'm looking I was seeing that and, and I'm did... trying to remember like I see the character, but I'm honestly I couldn't remember his so actual actions. Yes, so he wasn't in the t- he wasn't in the movie, but they did no, he a, was TV in a TV show, show. for yeah, one season, yeah, yeah. which I watched, and he played a cop, and he was very physical in that role. You know, he was it was so far from Fez that it was nice to see him do something completely different out of character from what we know him as over the years. Right. So I believe that you know he does keep himself in shape. I believe mm-hmm. that he would go and get like some training to do the fight scenes nice. And, and, and that's exactly okay. it. And, and and this is where again, it's not to sound harsh or disrespect for the other person who did Iron Fist, but you can see that he didn't want to, or yeah. if he wanted to, if he wanted to. I don't think it was within his scope to be able to translate what he learned to come out physically. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? He just yeah. wasn't that type of, he wasn't that no, type of, no. he, he wasn't he, a big, he, he wasn't a big like, At first he was kind of pushing back at it. People were like, hey, we're trying to teach him. He, he didn't want to learn. And it was only as the series went on, he started getting a little bit better because he realized how it was looking. And then they were really, like, the execs were saying, come on, you're supposed to be playing this character. But it seems like, right. you know, a normal muggery take you, you're supposed to be the ultimate weapon. Right, but I mean, it was and you know, Shang Chi. That movie yeah. showed a martial arts. You oh. looked at him like, yeah. If I ran into Shang Chi in real life, he could take. Um, yeah, yeah. My life. If is I like, ran into Iron Fist, 
in real life and that's the actor that's playing him, I can take him. I'm okay. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'll I'll, I'll hold my ice cream. And I won't I won't lose any butterscotch ice cream as I take the, as I take Danny down. I'm just saying, or rum and raisin, just saying. So that's <laughs> to show you how much I don't really fear for my life. Because you can see certain camera shots and everything, the angles of life saying, oh my god, they're like you see the guy just basically, okay, I'm gonna come to you right this moment and I'll bend. So grab me and pull me over. Oh, okay, cool. Type of scenario. So I'm gonna go. Uh, um, so basically, uh, Wilmer will be able to fulfill that functionality and be able to right. translate any type of action that needed onto okay. the screen and give us uh, a performance. Even if he's, I would just feel that he will have the ability to 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 portray himself in that particular manner. That will give us something. You know, as time progresses, he will get better. But to me, he can be that serious notion because Hector, again, in when you read, when you read, when you read the comics and you see how Hector, Hector, at when he was in White Tiger mode, yeah, yo, he was he was like a force to be, to, and it's not even the physical aspect, just the way he was written, his his dialect, the way he was talking, yeah, you you already, I'm like. Yeah, this guy's not even playing. He didn't even lay a hat on anybody yet. And he was like thinking, this could Confidence. be a problem. Confidence indeed. 10,000 fold could he have three ambulances instead of one. So yeah. he was compensating like crazy. <laughs> he was compensating like crazy. Mm-hmm. So listen, all, all I'm going to say is, before I will get any further, I just want to say that I will see this, again, just like you, I will see this as a Disney Plus type of um, series. Give okay. me seven to eight. Right. Um you're right. There's enough story in there that we can build off of. I want to give me that type of dark type of writing like it was with Luke Cage. Because right. Luke Cage, I, I really enjoyed the writing. I, I realized the story in, in Luke Cage. And I really wish that, you know, if they're bringing back, if they're bringing back Charlie for, for Daredevil, I hope that they will eventually start to pull and pull yes. and bring Luke Cage into the MCU. Yeah. Because to me, that would be, that's another conversation. We, that's another conversation we'll bring up. Right. But, and once again, that character could crisscross with all of them in Hell's Kitchen. I mean, completely. Bronx, Hell's Kitchen is all the same area. You know, Brooklyn, come uh, on now. That's listen, Hell's Kitchen is just, Hell's Kitchen is just putting out, it's just birthing out madness. Listen, yeah. that's all we're going to call it. Hell's Kitchen is birthing out madness. So let's leave it at that and just say that. Give me Disney Plus, give me a series, give me a limited series. Definitely at least two ser- two seasons. Um, we can start with the storyline. Completely agree. Do not, do not, do not kill the man. No. Let him live. Let him live. Yeah. Um. That's that's all. We're the mist. There's a mystical connection that we can now bring into Doctor Strange, who's already there. Yes. So so there. Oh, we've lost the internet. There are connections oh, that back. we can have them connected to. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I? Tar- you froze for half a second. It's all good, man. It's all Holy. good. Okay, so, Al, I was, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. But, but I'm just saying, it, it's basically just there's um, Doctor Strange. There's the connections there. We could have the mystical aspect of it. But we're yeah. starting, we're starting to look into that world now. So this is this is where White Tiger can physically go off, mystically go off. You know, there's there's different avenues and branches that levels and layers that we can we can reach in with here. So that's all I'm gonna I'll end it with that. Cool. 
Cool. And of course, you know, when you look at the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu magazine, you can always see those cool art, uh, articles there. Count, uh, Count uh, Dante, Deadliest mm-hmm. Man Around. Oh. Anyways, if you know it, read it, check it out. It is something to see. On that note, thank you everyone for tuning in and watching another episode of the Iconist Podcast. This is episode 80. Hmm. So 20 more away from 100. We got to do something we big. Do it. Yes, man. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're we getting there weekly. So remember, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Tell your friends. Don't let the show be a secret. Mm. On behalf of the one and only Barry 3D, mm. thank you. And DJ Rodsey, thank you. Right on. And remember, as I always say, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, mm. and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Till next week. Bye. Okay. Now where's where's my medallion? Where's where's hold on? I, I got I got the chain. I just don't got no medallions. Maybe I can put that on my Christmas list. <laughs> Bright flashlight. Escorted it. You are now the right. Red Tiamat. It was like Tiamat the dragon. What? Okay, real, real.